Welcome one, welcome all, welcome to the Bricks in the Wall, the show trying to help you to destroy the metaphorical wall that we ourselves created that keeps us from truth and self-actualization. Again, welcome back to the show guys, thank you for linking in. Today we actually have somebody who I've been trying to connect with for some time, but uh, the great distance that's in between us, this is somebody from India another person that I'm reconnecting that I'm connecting with across the world and against again this gives me credence to the idea that it's simple we can all really defeat the new world order it just takes a little bit of work and trying to reach out and connect with those who have similar ideas to ours so again today we have somebody uh, who I've been trying to get on the show for a while and again because of the time and everything we finally managed to get it on we have about 10 hour difference so it's a little yeah. it's a little hard to like connect, <laughs> but um, uh, we have to put in the effort. And uh, I I will have to apologize. I stayed up pretty late up last night, guys. I um, I ate some mushrooms and I watched I rewatched the movie Avatar two, and man, let me tell you, there's a lot of a lot of little insights that I I actually took a lot of notes. I had to pause the video, rewind, write some notes and stuff. And um, interestingly, the person I'm going to have on actually has a whole Instagram dedicated to showing you allegorical films and movies that have the potential, if you have the right mindset and the right eyes and ears, you actually have the potential to wake up and or plant seeds to the others who are on the verge of waking up. So without any further ado, guys, I'd like to welcome to the show your comrade and mine, Harshita. Welcome to the show, Harshita. Thank you, John. So glad to be here. How are you doing? Good. It's summer here in India and uh, just things are heating up here. But yeah, like it's, it's good. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. It's, How about you? It's great. I'm awesome here. Uh, it's sunny. I'm in Texas. Um, it, it's just wild to connect with somebody halfway across the world. And it's like, this is why the internet was created. Um, I heard this talk by Terence McKenna, a great philosopher. He said that uh, the internet was kind of pushed on us to sell us crap. But now the true people who have managed to harness it are reconnecting or connecting with the people who we should be. And this is essentially kind of the whole secret to waking up. It's just finding the others, the people who are similar to you, who are on your wavelength, who are on the voyage to to just becoming better versions of themselves. And I'm glad that we can connect, Harshita. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself, please. So uh, I don't like to use labels, but I'm a, a lot of things. If you ask me what I'm doing right now, I would say I'm working on myself because uh, I think understanding ourselves is key to, key to understanding the universe around us. Mm. So uh, I started... Like I, like most others, was I think 2020 was the wake up, 19 mm. was a wake up call for me. Like I knew a lot of the things which we were told about were not true, but this was like the ultimate uh, unveiling of like all the lies which have been told to us since the time we are out of the womb. Mm. So... Yeah, I love it. And again, um, I've been connected with so many people where that's this that's the case. Um, for their whole life, they were kind of in a way ignorant, uh, just living their life, uh, working, yeah. trying to do whatever they have to do to live. But there, there came this time, the COVID time, where a huge lie was put upon us. 
And yeah. we were kind of put in a trance in a daze. And luckily, a lot of us, like you, hope, thank God, you were able to see through the lies and the obfuscations and through all that bullshit. And you were able to see what's really going on. So can mm -hmm. you walk us through exactly what happened and what was your thought process that led you toward this path of questioning? Yeah, it was basically, I reached a point of cognitive dissonance where what they were telling on TV and what the people around me, around me were believing was not uh, relating to what I knew about reality, like uh, about viruses, about infections, about how we treat uh, people who are sick, right? Mm -hmm. Like these are the things which we had taken for granted and assumed, okay, this is the protocols in place, the authorities are there to do this. So it doesn't have to be my responsibility. So that whole thing was lifted off and I realized that the only person who is responsible for our own health is ourselves, And we can't let that or let somebody else decide that what's best for us. Oh, I so yeah. I love it. I'm sorry, so continue. <laughs> So it was a, yeah, it was a hard wake up, you can say, like, you know, like, there's so much of cognitive dissonance among your own, in your own family, in your own uh, friend circle. I'm sure a lot of us lost, lost a lot of friends <laughs> over the past two years mm -hmm. because of this. Because the truth is, the, the biggest lie that has been told to us is that truth is something which is subjective and everybody can make up their own version of the truth when in fact, truth is something which is, stood the test of time and is objective. Yes. Uh, so that was one of the biggest, uh, you know, myth breakers for me. And that put me on a path of investigating reality, whether it is simple things like what goes into our food and what they put in our injections to how we are, uh, you know, living in a world which is not the same world our ancestors lived in. There's so many electromagnetic uh, influences. There's so much changes that have happened to us or the world since like even 30 or 40 years ago, the world is not the same as it is right now. Right, so right. that put me on a path of finding solutions to our problems. And that's when I discovered uh, Organites, the whole realm of electromagnetic, uh, you know, invisible rainbow, Arthur Fistenberg. It took me down that path and I realized how electrification is affecting us and how we are also electrical and biomagnetic beings. Mm -hmm. So this is a very important, uh, uh, or you can say occulted, because the people who are putting all these things out there, the electromagnetic radiations, 5G and stuff, they, they are aware of what it does to us. But we are not, which puts us in a very bad position when it comes to finding solutions to this. So the first thing is to find out what these things are. And that itself is like a learning curve because from Google to anything else that it'll tell you it's just pseudoscience and EMFs are not harmful for you. And, you know, it'll actually, chat GPT will tell you like that coffee is good for you when long-term use of co coffee is being known to, you know, dehydrate you and make you lose minerals. So it's simple things like this, which are like accepted as truth, which I call axioms, but are not really truth. Mm. I love it. I love it. And I love to hear that it's someone, someone from halfway across the world is keen to these ideas and is looking and is searching and is trying to educate themselves. And again, like I said, it seems like COVID woke a lot of people up and it's a bittersweet thing. It's sad that a lot of people, like you said, a lot, we lost a lot of our friends, co-workers, all that. Yet I yeah. feel like it was necessary because again, I, I tell everybody, I feel like COVID 
was kind of the thing that forced us to go into our cave and meditate and to really take a step back and look at our lives and, and reevaluate if what we are doing and if what we are being told is actually the correct way to live. And um, yeah. I just love, I love just the way you talk. I can already tell that you're, you've been looking into this and you're very intelligent. And I love the thing that you said about objective truth. Uh, similarly, my whole life, I thought that I knew certain things and the way that I felt about things was the way that life maybe is or the way we should go about it. But again, like you said, you have to be willing to take a step back, put the ego down and be willing to face the fact that maybe the things that you know or understood are not exactly the truth but in the, and that there is an objective truth and that our job is to actually go out of our own way and to look for it. And yes. um I love that you talked about organite, and I want to get into that because I've heard of it and I haven't really researched it. And I heard that these are type of things that we can use to kind of uh, minimize the effects that uh, Wi-Fi or 5G has on our bodies. Can you talk about organite, 5G, and what we can do to protect ourselves from these um, wavelengths? Yes. So this onslaught of electromagnetic radiation the latest of which is 5G and now 6G in some countries, is just a series of improvements they've done to, like we had 1G, 2G, first generation, second generation, and right now it's 5G, which is the fifth generation. So each generation which goes up, like the power, the, the range of the electromagnetic frequencies gets lesser, which is why they have to put a lot of 5G towers when compared to, say, 3G or 4G, which was what we were using until now. Right. Uh, just on, a, on the fake promise that our Netflix will load faster, they're telling us. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I love it. Yeah, yeah so, it's true, it's, though. It's true, though. It, all of this is on the backbone <laughs> that it's convenience and it's better and easier for our lives. When, in fact, life is hard. And we, I, man, I remember just a long time ago, like having a flip phone and waiting mm -hmm. for a page to load. And I'll be okay with it, but now if it takes a little bit too long, I get upset and angry. I'm like, come on, load, hurry up. And it's like we've been conditioned to want everything at our fingertips. And this is what's kind of led us down this path of having technology take over our life. Yeah, we, we become like goldfishes with like a very short memory. Like that's why they're pushing. That's why reels are doing so well because yes. people literally have a attention spawn of um, a span of a goldfish, which is really sad. Uh -huh. Right. That's that's a good I mean, way of, of looking at it. Even reading a book, reading a book or listening to a podcast, listening to a podcast is much more easier in my opinion. But for example, a book which takes up. Uh, takes up quite a lot of your uh, attention, right? Mm -hmm. It's yeah. your eyes, your all your senses going towards one thing. It's one of the best ways to consume information, in my opinion. But with your phone, with all these distractions, it's getting so much more harder to read and like do th simple things of truth, trivium discovery, which is like first step of taking in knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think we digressed a bit. Do you want to... <laughs> no, yeah, because Cindy, I had asked you about... Um... What, what it was that you think that um, actually led you toward waking up because of COVID? And then I asked you, um, what is EMF it about Organite and 5G? Yeah. So Organite is actually a it's not a new thing. It's been there for a long time. If you actually look into, uh, there's actually connections between Tartaria, what they used to use in Tartaria, the ancient civilizations which lived before us, the, the people who built the pyramids, the cathedrals, 
they actually knew about free energy and harnessing it mm. uh, tesla is is very famous for it but a lot of people came after him including people like don craft there's a person called slim sperling who uh, used the right lengths of copper wires wound together called tensor rings to heal people to heal the environment and uh, is basically there's a lot of even before human interference there's a lot of uh, stress in in geographical areas it's called geopathic stress mm. and these buildings were built to correct that or to harness the power of the ley lines on which they were built on so so the, the reason we feel so good or we feel like this we feel something when we go to a ancient cathedral or a temple or a pyramid mm-hmm. is because they have used all the mathematics the sacred geometry the the astrology the, they've used all the four sciences to build not just a building which can house people but it can heal them it can uh, you know energize them it can help them manifest things in this reality so they're not just like buildings or tombs like how they have been we've been told to believe there's a deeper level to that which i'm also discovering every day i've been re- recently discovering the work of uh, dr g patrick flanagan and pyramid power what's his so name again what g patrick flanagan f l a n a g a n yeah okay that's interesting i'm going to look into that but continue i'm sorry yeah so that is another whole uh, rabbit hole altogether because in india we do have a uh, i can say a diluted version of that in in some places where people are practicing it but the thing is nobody goes all the way you know like in the process of truth discovery you always have to go all the way or you'll be left with like half information which doesn't make sense mm-hmm. so uh, even in india we have been following you know like we have all our the taj mahal is a dome um, a lot of our temples have the same cathedral like spires on top with a copper uh, antenna mm-hmm. and uh, yeah organites are basically a smaller portable version of these monuments you can carry around or keep in your place oh, wow. it's a mix Yeah it's a mixture of just three things a crystal which is quartz which is a really good uh, piezoelectric material and it has some form of metal in it and a resin which is basically uh, something to hold it all together and which acts as a it's a hydrocarbon so it has carbon in it it's carbon based so these three things make something an organite and this is something uh, doncraft and a lot of other people have been they've been gifting organites to uh, 5G towers and places of heavy electromagnetic and geopathic stress to naturally harmonize it so one thing about EMFs is you cannot block it in the sense we've been told to believe you know we've been told that it can be blocked you can only harmonize it so blocking has other effects like if you create a faraday cage and you keep your phone in there yes you will not receive any signals but nothing it can go out either mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. if you're actually trying to build a emf uh, protective bunker with like lead paint you also have to be careful not to bring a phone inside there because if you do that it's going to bounce around inside and it's going to be more dangerous for you oh, wow. so a lot of the things Uh, which are related to this are you to exercise caution because you might do it the wrong way so mm. there's a lot of trial and error involved but in my experience organites have been amazing in uh, helping me sleep helping me like all the information input i've been having for the past 2 3 years it's helping me process it in a way uh, which is which is not there before because i started making organites purely because there's nobody i could trust 
who I could I couldn't go just and order it on Amazon because I don't trust what they're doing there. Right. They're just selling like beautiful looking uh, crystal jewelry kind of pieces, right? right? So you want something functional, the best thing to do is do it yourself because right. it's pretty simple and you'll find most ingredients in and around your space if you're living in a city. So I can go more into that, but is there anything else you'd like to No, that's great. Um, that I love the way you put it, how essentially an organized little uh, piece of material is essentially a condensed version of a monolithic site. And for my mm-hmm. whole life, I've been very fascinated by monolithic sites ever since I was a little kid. Uh, my dad would take us to the library and I would run to that section of the library that talked about aliens, uh, pyramids, mm-hmm. ghosts, paranormal stuff. I don't know. There's just something about this seemingly mysterious and seemingly unknown way of thinking and looking at the world. And right now, the way that you put it, that you said that organite material is essentially a condensed version of monolithic sites. And yes, like you said, all these sites are in specific areas for specific reasons. Like you said, it all has to do with ley lines, the way the Mm -hmm. stars orient, the way everything it, it's it's just amazing how the ancients were so much more connected and knew so much more about this physical world that we do and we think that we're so smart and so i don't know so technologically technologically advanced but we can't even make those same type of structures now and the yeah. way that you said it, it that i've heard similar podcasts when people go and visit these sites they feel like this energy and a lot of them are healed or they have their trauma or stress kind of diminished. It's like these people were tapping into something that kind of harmonized the human body with this physical plane. Um, How did you get into Organite? Where did you hear this from? And what got you into actually making your own Organite uh, things? It was actually the, after the, around when the first uh, round of pandemic first wave was happening. I just started looking into it. I I actually uh, was doing the podcast by Mark Passio, which is What on Earth is Happening. Oh, in yes. One of the episodes, please, please, let's plug him in because I feel that guy has taught me so much. I literally have like a college level education because <laughs> of him. Let, let's talk about him. This is Mark Passio, guys. Yeah. So in one of his episodes, he brings in Organites and he talks about it with Jay Parker. And I was like, hey, this is a real thing which I could do because I'm looking for something to do as in like I wanted to, we all need a side hustle, right? We need to do, we can't keep, uh, you know, we don't depend on, a, you don't depend on an external job or a something. You need like a bunch of side hustles, in my opinion, to mm-hmm. keep uh, this reality, you know, life and pay bills and stuff. So I just started making it to see how it goes because I was living in Goa that time and it has a very new age crowd who likes all this stuff. So I started doing this purely to see how it'll do as as a product I can sell to my friends and family. But after a while, I figured out that this is not even something, there's so much of my soul put in this that I can't even sell it. And I, a lot of the organites I've made, I haven't even sold. They're just wow. with me because they are so good. Like I've given it to my friends and family and that's it. Maybe I've sold one or two because people have requested me. But it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's amazing how like... <laughs> My intention, though, was not the most purest when I started making them. It completely changed in the end because I realized this is something the world needs right now. And more than me making it and selling it, I would like more people to learn how to make this and do it, use it themselves. Wow, that's so beautiful. You almost brought a tear to my eye. That that makes me think of the idea of, for example, 
Um, just to go a little bit off topic, when people, for example, get into selling things, um, for example, uh-huh. drugs, uh, if you start selling cocaine, people get very egotistic. They want to make money. They're in it for a profit. But I found yeah. that when people start or try to sell mushrooms or psychedelics, something turns on into their mind where they're like, no, this is actually a medicine and I cannot be selling this. I have to actually have to give this away. And it comes just from a different type of mindset of trying to help trying to actually be some type of right heal the world exactly i love that yes exactly there's so many people out there trying to sell you ideas and again people have podcasts and they um they offer uh extended versions where you pay for extra content and all that and i never want to do that i want to give everything all my knowledge and everything that i have for free and again Mm -hmm. it's the same type of idea that and I know there's also something to the idea of once you gain enough knowledge, you have some type of value and worth, which you can sell. But to me, it's more like, just give it away, man. The world is in so much pain and, and treachery and low vibration that we have to just give it away and just help as many people as we can. And I love that. So again, tell us, you said Organite is, is composed of different things such as crystal and quartz and resin. How, how do you go yes. about making these? So the easiest way is you can just order some resin. Polyester resin is the one which is recommended. There's also epoxy, which I don't recommend because it doesn't smell. So if you don't smell it, you don't know if it's poisoning you or not. Mm. In a way, I feel polyester is better because you can at least smell it. So you wear a mask when you're working with it. It's quite like a hazardous material. So you have to do it in the open area. Like it smells a lot. It has this chemical. That's the only annoying part about making organites is uh. this probably resin. But... I've been trying other materials like mushroom, mycelium and stuff. So maybe there is a way around that. Maybe you can prototype something where we use the mycelium to hold the quartz together. So basically it's quartz crystal and uh, like uh, metal shavings, which you can get from a wood or lathe, uh, sorry, not wood, lathe machine or a workshop near you, which has a lot of wood shave, uh, sorry, metal shavings, mm-hmm. which is a waste product and a few quartz crystals, which you can wrap counterclockwise or clockwise with a copper wire and place in this. It's basically like setting, making candles. It's like you you have the liquid resin, which hardens to like a glass-like consistency once mm-hmm. it sets. So you can put whatever you want, you want in there. You can take your river stones. There's so many ways to like customize it and make it uh, like add your energetic signature. You can add like uh, the ashes of your loved ones, just a carbon form. Mm -hmm. You can add so many different metals. You can add uh, gold dust. You can add uh, activated charcoal. So it's basically, you have to just make sure it has these three components. And obviously uh, the most important thing while making this is is also your intention. Uh, You have to set your intention that this is, I'm using, going to use this device because every crystal you get, like the crystals we have in our watches, the crystal we have in electronics are programmable. Right. And they're programmed with something. So you, here we use our own intention, our own um, energy to program it and uh, use it for the greater good as opposed to personal benefits because this is something which is, uh, I mean, we are tapping into what we call life force or chi, mm-hmm. which is universal and um, which is not something you can say, okay, I want on this only for myself. Because if you put an organite in your house, it's going to benefit not just you, but your neighbors, the plants, your animals, and every life form actually around you is known to thrive. Uh, I've been, you can take this a next 
the next step to this would be something called electroculture, which is gaining, becoming quite popular these days, which is basically using copper wires wound on sticks to harness atmospheric, you know, energy. What is that plants. called? Electro, what, what did you say? Electroculture. Electroculture. Yes. Okay, that's, it's, that's fascinating. I haven't even heard of that, but I think it's so... Whenever I look at things like this, like these things, I'm like, where did this come from and why does it work and why do people do this? And for the longest, I never believed in crystals or any of that. But then again, I looked in the Bible and in the Bible, uh, apparently, um, in, in the early days, God gave a commandment to have uh, these prophets wear a vest over their chest uh, composed of different stones and crystals and that this was a way that God can could talk to these people. And apparently, these prophets will wear this breastplate with different stones and ask questions to the universe or to God. And God would actually uh, talk to them through these crystals. So what I'm thinking is this was some type of technology through which source or God or creation or the primal force or whatever you want to call it had a way to tap into human knowledge and human questions. And again, like I said, yeah. I never believed in any of this, but the more you look into it, the more that you actually, it, it makes me have more questions because again, when you look at crystals, what crystals are essentially are a subatomic representation of what happens at the fundamental structure of reality. It's basically a, it's showing you how electrons or how, fundamental compounds in this universe form a perfect structure like for example you'll pick up a crystal or a, a certain type of metal and you'll notice that it have straight edges it will be like very perfect almost like a perfect cube and i wonder why is it doing this and so i looked into it and what they're saying is that these um small compounds are arranging themselves in the most precise and perfect and most efficient way that they can kind of uh, aggregate onto themselves. And so that made me think, wow, this is actually just a uh, magnification of what's going on in the in the inner world, in the in the subatomic level. And again, like I said, I never believe into any of the stuff, but once you start looking into these things, you'll be like left with more questions and you'll be digging more. And I just find it amazing how normal everyday people like you are actually walking away from the pharmaceutical industry and looking for alternatives which actually work um tell me a little bit about how you said how this doesn't only affect you but your neighbors because i've heard that it creates a type of an aurora around you which protects you from uh, electromagnetic fields and all that type of harmful things for the body yeah so what it does is there are electromagnetic waves around you all the time and then emfs are basically uh emfs created by human electrification, which is coming from our power grids, from our appliances, just dirty electricity in your house, which is basically wires pulled through the wire through the walls itself can create like a lot of dirty electricity. Mm -hmm. So what organites do when you place them in the right areas is they take in the energy and they convert it to a form which is usable for living beings, which is not harmful to them. So it it, it, it doesn't block anything, but it harmonizes it. So oh, if wow. you're using organites, you still have to turn off your Wi-Fi at night, especially if you're using 5G, because I've actually measured the effects of, I mean, I've felt the effects of 5G myself. I, I go to a new place and I start feeling dehydrated and start getting a mild headache i know I, I turn on my electromagnetic meter and it's it's like off the charts so i already know like our bodies are naturally built to detect places which are not harmonious for us 
but i think over time we have not honed that skill enough to you know i think i'm a living emf detector myself right now <laughs> <laughs> i love it that's awesome yeah and it's so true i think we humans especially since we live in this modernized world we become so accustomed to feeling the way that we do because we essentially grew up in it and it actually yeah. takes somebody from a remote area someone who has actually lived in nature to come into this environment and be like, whoa, I feel weird. Something's not right. And you're right. It's all of this electromagnetic fields, the Wi-Fi. There's information floating around us all the time. And it takes devices such as modems or computers to rearrange all that data. But then again, it's messing with us. And they've done studies where they show that Wi-Fi actually messes with the flight patterns of bees. And if it's affecting bees like this, what is it doing to the human body? And again, people want to dismiss this as just another thing. But again, but then again, you can tie this to music and how music has been changed from uh, 432 hertz and it has been changed to actually uh, not actually, not harm the body, but to deharmonize you and pull you away yep. from what it actually is to have natural music that's harmonized to the rhythm of the earth and to what just nature is. And I find it so fascinating how there are these things that they're actually using to attack us and to, to put our vibration into a lower and into a distorted form. Um, now I want to jump topics a little bit because I saw on your top on your Instagram and let's plug it up really quick. It's called, synchronized un underscore universe guys go check her out um she has a lot of great content <clears throat> i'm gonna put your stuff on the show notes but i see here that you're a mycophile <clears throat> a lot of people yeah. might not know what that is but can you explain that to us please yeah myco as in fungi the fungi kingdom and file is a lover so uh mushroom fungi kingdom lover so this is uh, basically my I, I, as I understood that I will take care of my own health and take care of my responsibility of my body which lies within me, I understood that uh, mushrooms have been our great, oldest allies when it, when it comes to functional health and nutrition because mushroom works work on us in three ways, nutritionally, metabolically, and they act as a, a supplement which by providing us the nutrients which we are lacking in our mineral deficit soils Right. And so, are, you, are we talking about uh, psychedelic mushrooms or uh, medical uh, mushrooms that help us with health? Yeah, medicinal functional mushrooms like reishi, turkey tail, chaga, cordyceps. Lion's mane? Lion's mane, yes. Okay, okay. Tell us a little bit more about this and how you got into this because, again, yes, these, they're actually not plants. Uh, they've done some research and mushrooms are actually closer to, the sh to humans. Animal kingdom. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you get into it? I I just started off by growing mushrooms. I just I had a basement which was uh, I had some space and I had the time. So I started growing mushrooms, basically oyster mushrooms, which are the easiest mushrooms to grow if you are if you plan to grow mushrooms. And over time, I realized that to do this, I have to scale up. And uh, it was basically a not a financial model or a uh, lifestyle model I was interested in because taking growing mushrooms in a city, uh, you know, involves a lot of like transportation costs, overheads and stuff. So basically to cut through the, uh, the story start, I was like, you know what, I'm going to work with mushrooms, but not this way. I'm going to start making something 
making something out of them which is more viable and helpful for the people around me mm. because a lot of people selling mushrooms edible mushrooms online but there's not no one making uh, medicinal mushroom tinctures in india i knew of so i was like let's start by making reishi and i got some reishi got some alcohol and i realized that this is a process which involves this is like a handmade old artisanal like how you make an artisanal product with your hand mm. uh, you know like spinning creating vortexes you know mixing the mushrooms and the hot water and the alcohol like letting it sit for like 30 days or one moon cycle you know it was like almost like an alchemic process right. it 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 really got me and then i started using the mushrooms on myself my pets who to some extent i did not know what i know back or i know now so they have some amount of uh, injection damage if you know what i mean so i was like i want to reverse that with the help of functional mushrooms and see how it goes and i started doing that and i started seeing really great results so started giving it to my friends and family and they started using it many of them got off their medications which is a really good thing because mm-hmm. they tell you you can never get off your medications and uh, generally i'm just like researching because there's so much information about this right now and there's so many animal studies to show how mushrooms help us so i've been yeah this is like a topic i'm uh, currently deep into <laughs> so I love it. I I love it again because I, like I said earlier, I think the cultures of the ancient past were just so much more connected with nature and how things work and we think yeah. that we're so modern and so smart, yet we've lost so much of the knowledge that these people had. And I did a podcast yeah. with Ashley yesterday and she was telling me about esoteric knowledge. Essentially that's what all of this is. There's this knowledge mm-hmm. and there's information out there that can help us elevate and transcend this reality and heal ourselves yet it's been hidden and taken away from us and put it underground to where only the elites actually know about this so what are some yeah. of the things that you noticed once you started taking these mushrooms better lion's mane especially uh, is amazing for brain because uh, i've been noticing that just living in a city like have you noticed that when you live in a city you're heartbeat rate is around 70 to 80 and it actually changed the normal heartbeat rate for for humans in general it's 82 when it's supposed to be 60 oh, wow. 60 is a yeah <laughs> wow that's it's so a, fascinating let me just interject and tell you a story um a couple of years yeah, ago yeah. um a, a friend of mine invited me to go hunting somewhere in the middle of Texas a very remote area probably about an hour and a half from the closest large city And so when I got there, oh my god, it was so quiet. It was actually a little weird because I've never heard such quietness. And I'm sure you could tell in India, I've seen many videos and movies where it's so loud in India, there's always horns honking, traffic, so much people going around, but when I walked away from the city and I was in this quiet area, it was so much easier to I know I'm sure you know that once you meditate, it takes maybe a couple of minutes before you actually get into the zone where you're actually not thinking. It mm-hmm. takes me about six, seven minutes to get into that in the city. But when I was out there in this remote area, I can instantly like tap into that. And it was like there was yeah. no distractions, no Wi-Fi around, no nothing. And it was so quiet. It, like I said, it was so weird though. But you can slip into that meditational state so much quicker. And I just thought, man, cities are are essentially 
areas to destroy that. They, they take away your connection to nature. It's all pavements. It's all electromagnetic uh, fields and energy going all and around. And boxes. Boxes right. everywhere. Yes. When you drive around, guys, when you drive around, look at how the streetlights have these boxes. And what is going on in these boxes? And I, I watched a movie or documentary called Silent Weapons for Silent Wars. And essentially what they said is that they're setting up all these weapons across the world. And we think that it's just internet or whatever to help us. But essentially, guys, these are things that are harming you. And they're going on all around us. And it's just we're so ignorant and so dumb. And we don't pay attention to what's actually going on that we're letting it go on, go on around us. So um, tell me about these boxes that you were talking about. Yeah, since you're talking about boxes and uh, like how, what they're doing with electromagnetism around the world... We have to mention Westworld and Rehoboam, which is basically, I think that is what the predictive programming was for, like that constant drone, uh, you know, transmission, which is happening is already happening through our Wi-Fi networks is what I feel. Rehoboam is already in place. Right, right. It's all wild. Again, like I said, it's like, you know, they're putting up these weapons, but we don't even know what they're talking about. And then yeah. when you go online and you try to tell people, hey, uh, maybe there might be something wrong about all these signals that were blasting everywhere. People make fun of you or call you a conspiracy theorist or whatever. But then again, like I said with Ashley yesterday, when you actually talk to a true conspiracy theorist or a truther, these people are smart. They've done their research. They've read and read and they're tired of the narratives that they're being fed by the society or the, the controllers or the oppressors. But, but again, once you start looking into it, there's so much into this that it's almost uh, it's almost like you're going crazy. And, and if it does feel like that, because, again, before I actually started doing the podcast and connecting with other people who were on this path of awakening and questioning authority, I would think, no, I'm just crazy. I'm thinking too much. I'm looking too much into it. What's wrong with you? But again, once you connect with the others and find the other people who are looking into this, you come to the realization that, yes, they are poisoning us through many fronts, through the food, through the air, through the media that we consume, through all these different ways they're harming us. And it takes one's own volition to actually step away from that and to go and look for organic food, to go and look and create uh, organite material, to go and turn off your Wi-Fi at night. What, what, what is this, Harshita, about humans? Because I ask this to everyone. What is it that you can present this information to people and they will be ignorant about it? And what is it about other people that you present this information and they're like, oh, okay, there's something into it. I'm going to investigate. What do you think is that schism that, that creates people to be ignorant or to be willing to admit that they were wrong, like Mark Passio says? Of late, I've been considering the theory that a lot of people who we think are people might just be NPCs, oh, like, yes. for real. Right. <laughs> right. It's it's not the, the the education system itself has programmed us to some extent. So I would say I I would consider myself an NPC to till 2019, right? So I was also a drone in the a cog in the system, a drone in the machine, and I think there is a phase you have to pass through and I think it's a lot of us have come here to you know not come here again you know like mm. there is a deeper level even to the whole death thing I lost my dad last year it, just I'm six sorry. months ago I lost him to an autoimmune disease which uh, was a 
strong chance it's linked to the experimental injections to give oh, so man. yeah so it, it, it put me on this whole path of understanding what death is and as also discovering mushrooms so it was all like very synchronistic uh, organized happened and then i started going mushrooms and then this you know i lost my dad and then i had to really understand death as a way like you know we see death as like oh it's something to be avoided but it's like this is a essential part of who we are and what we are here to do it's just another journey we have to take is what i feel and uh, understanding energy systems how energy works especially uh, if you are living in cities you are living in square boxes all the time which is one of the most like worst like a cube is one of the worst things to a structure a cube is actually a square in 3d right a square is a very constrictive structure so it actually limits i think our auras actually shrink down when we are in cities and they unfurl and open when you are in an open area even yeah. doesn't have to be like a outside the city i think we we can each find a safe space within our own homes in our cities by optimizing the space with organites with using uh, crystals the right way there's also a lot of new age you know like bullshit about crystals <laughs> and how they work <laughs> <laughs> i love it you're so right and then again you can incorporate feng shui which is an ancient japanese idea of arranging yes. your environment to further enhance and to elevate your vibration i love it i love it harshita it seems like man you've really done your homework and i love that there's people all around the world doing these things and again uh, i'm sorry that you lost your father and um weirdly my wife um she uh, she works as she leases apartments and um so she mm-hmm. knows a lot of people and uh yesterday uh somebody that she's been really close with died and um she was really sad and i was with her i was talking to her and um I have this quote that I always remembered because I I've dealt with death. I've had many deaths throughout my life and uh, I, I death to me is fascinating. I'm not scared of it. Uh, actually mm-hmm. yesterday again I spoke with Ashley on the podcast saying that um sometimes I kind of invite death but not because I, I want to die or anything but it's because I'm so interested about what happens on the other side. And so uh, there's this quote that I shared with my wife because she was kind of sad. I could see it. She it was bothering some bothering her. I mean, it's not a relative or anything, but it's somebody she knew. And so I shared with her this quote from Ramdas with maybe it, it might help you. And this is the only thing that's kind of helped me understand death and not have it uh, hurt so much on my soul. So Ramdas said this. <clears throat> death doesn't need to be treated as an enemy. to be able to delight in life i encourage people to make peace with death to see it as a culminating adventure of this adventure of a life it is not an error it is not a failure it is taking off a tight shoe that you've worn well and when i heard that i was like wow it gave me such a sense of relief that yeah this life it's great and all yeah. but it it hurts there's a lot of attachments that we have in this life there's so many things that we want to maintain and keep from changing but the universe everything in the universe changes nothing is constant everything's always changing or moving and death is just part of that thing it's a cycle and death has to come to all of us and before i would be like no why why does it have to be death and all that but again like it's like i said it's a cycle and it has to come and When you get older, yeah. I mean, you've gone through pain, through deaths of others, you've learned things and there there comes a point where it's just like you just want to take a deep breath and just like and take off that tight shoe and it's like you return to 
to primal force, to to nature, to God, or I don't know what you call it. I'm still investigating into what to actually call this force, but you go back home, essentially. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. What got me through this hard time was around the same time I lost my dad, I was reading David Ide's trap, and he actually says, uh, I have learned that there is no death. What we call death is only a transition between different expressions of life. Wow. And Can you say that again? I'm going to write that down. There is no death. There is what uh, I have learned that there is no death. Uh -huh. What we call death is only a transition between different expressions of life. What we call death is just a transmission. Transition. Yeah. Transition, transition between, between different expressions of life. Different expressions of life. Wow, that's that's beautiful. Yeah, I love David. David, I. Um, I'm sorry. And please continue. And then. Yeah, that's, that's it. I... Okay, I'm sorry. No, but that, yeah, that, yeah, again, like I said, um, it's this constant yearning and seeking and looking for something that kind of quenches our hearts because we humans, like I said, there's so much terrible things going around the world, but there are these little tokens or pieces of information that we put in our bag and implement yeah. in our life. They actually make life a little bit better and and again, like I said, I, I find it so fascinating that there's people halfway across the world. I think you said right now it's 10 p.m. where you are. Um, and we're connecting and we're doing the things that that they don't want us to do. <clears throat> like I said, yeah. um, the Internet got away from them. It was actually created to like for DARPA and the military to transmit information. <clears throat> but then it, yeah. it got away from them. And now we can use it to share this information about Organite or Axioms. <clears throat> Or just all these things that, I don't know, like you said again to the whole goldfish idea. Humans have been programmed to have such a short attention span to where, like yeah. you said, they cannot keep a proper conversation like this. <clears throat> like we've been talking now for, uh, I think, almost 40 minutes. And I love yeah. it. And and this is like, this is what we, sh we can do as humans. But again, the TV, when you watch TV, guys, pay attention to how often a scene changes. A long time ago, movies were so slow-paced where you actually had somebody talk, you saw their expression, and then the camera switched to the other person. But nowadays, watch and pay attention how quickly the scene and the camera changes. And this is deliberate. They do this to lower your attention span, to keep you in a... to make your mind ready to just want to accept more information. The mind doesn't want to, like, pacify you'll notice that the hardest thing to do in life is to actually do nothing. Try to meditate, guys, and you'll notice how your mind will start spitting ideas, questions, worries. It's the hardest thing to do, guys. Try to sit there and not think, and it's so difficult. But yet, once you do it, you tap into this field of kind of like, like, like I said earlier, like <sighs> taking a deep breath looking at nature, looking at your life, questioning whether what we're doing is the right thing or not. Um, Harshita, tell me, was your father uh, kind of a key person to to leading you toward this? I know you said it was COVID, but did your father teach you certain things that led you toward this path of awakening? Not really. I would say he was a catalyst in me, yeah, finding, going the other way. He, he was a government employee. He's been 
He was very, he was very indoctrinated into the system, and I can see uh, why Mark Passio says order followers are evil because anybody who works in the government is an order follower by default, and that makes them evil, even though they have the best intentions. But hey, the road to hell is paved paved with good intentions, right. is the quote, right? right? So good intentions will take us nowhere unless we have right action and uh, we understand what evil is because. They, that's what they made it really hard to do. They make us think that Hollywood, especially, makes, makes us think that evil is all these, you know, satanic uh, rituals and people dressed in like certain right. <laughs> clothes and like symbols. But <laughs> evil is all around us. And I think all of us who are in this journey, in this truth discovery journey, have in some point in our lives felt that there's something wrong with this reality, mm -hmm. you know, right. like there's something very off about it. And, uh, I think many of us here are not here. Like, like I'm saying, I've been saying, I've been looking into the, you know, whole matrix, the death matrix. What happens to after to us after death? Uh, a lot of NDEs, OBs. There's a really good resource I would like to mention called the Conscious Research Network, which does a lot of interviews about people who are doing, who have NDEs and OBs. And uh, is this on YouTube or what? How do we find this? Conscious. Yeah, yeah, on YouTube, yeah. Okay, I'm going to look that up later and I'll link it. Uh, Conscious Research Network. Yeah, Forever Conscious Research Network. And also Howdy Makowski, whose work really helped me understand what Tartaria really is because oh, yeah. it is one of the most, it has there's a lot of misinformation about Tartaria along with a lot of genuine information like people from Jay Widener to uh, Howdy Makowski and a few others who have found through these channels are really good resources if you want to look up Tartaria. Oh yeah, that's whole, that, exactly that's a whole topic. Um, I'll stay up late and I'll watch John Levy. Um, he has these uh -huh. awesome videos about Tartaria and guys. If y'all don't know, I've kind of briefly mentioned it, but go on not Google, use Bing or um, Yandex research. or yeah, an alternative yeah. website and research Tartaria and Tartarian architecture. And again, this ties to the whole idea that you mentioned earlier about uh, cathedrals and how there are these sites around the world where people realize that there's these energies that we can harness and use to our benefit and so yeah. the tartarian culture was all about creating the most beautiful and elegant structures which actually had beauty and if you saw these buildings you would be like oh my god what is this, this is beautiful and then you compare it to today's architecture which is actually called brutalism guys that's what it's called the buildings that are built today <laughs> are built off of the style called brutalism Yet you go back to these um, different types of building. They're like neo uh, neo Andean uh, type of uh, creating structures, Tartarian buildings, and they're so intricate and beautiful. And again, this ties into the idea that these people understood that you can harness the energy from certain places around the world, and they actually put uh, structures on top of these buildings, which harness and expel that inform uh, expel that powerful uh, energy to the people around them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, Harshita, we're probably we're gone around an hour, and I feel like I could talk to you for hours. Um, we're gonna have to do this again and try to figure yeah. out a schedule, because I know that <laughs> I can tell that you <laughs> know so much about different things, and you're so smart. And uh, I just wanted to briefly mention, um, there's this guy I watch on YouTube. Uh, he's based in India. His his name is Praveen Mohan. Have you heard of him? Yes, yes, yes. He's awesome, guys. Y'all go check him out, Praveen Mohan, on YouTube. Uh, he goes to these ancient sites and just explores and researches them. And this one video that stood out to me, um, 
he goes to this building which has like uh, carvings of people doing stuff in the future, like riding a bicycle or using a tablet and wearing modern clothes. And then so uh, it, so he shows all these weird things and then he steps outside the, the temple and he uses a drone and he goes above the structure and he looks down and you can see how on the domes of these structure, they resemble these cymatic patterns that you see whenever you um, create sounds. So to, just to briefly mention, yeah. there's this idea that you can pr make a sheet of metal and put uh, sand over it, like just spread sand over it, and you play a certain frequency or sound, and it'll actually generate a field that you can see with the sand of, yeah. of the representation of the sound that it's creating. And so what Praveen was trying to demonstrate is that maybe these people understood or knew that there was a way to move or carve or cut stone that came from sound itself. And I'm sure you know from India, um, the Hindus believe that the creation of the universe came from the, a sound, Om. Yeah, all Nada Brahma. Uh, tell me about that, please. Yeah, it's called Nada Brahma. Like Nada Brahma basically means the universe is sound and... Uh... I think even in the Bible, uh, sound which came and then light, like right, later, right, 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 yeah, yeah. So it, it all correlates. So one of the good things about studying esoteric religions, which I've been doing along with this, thanks to Mark Passio again, <laughs> is uh, seeing how everything is so correlated. A lot of Christian stories, like you know, of are actually there in Hindu Vedic uh, as well, Vedic stories as well. So I'm like, how is this possible? If, you know, it's like. Two different religions are supposed to, you know, right. they all correlate at the point which we haven't taken because we only give an exoteric religion and we told this is what it is. If you don't do this, you'll go to hell, right? Like that's not what. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. So, but there's so much like esoteric truth in religion, but if you to look for it in the right places and goes without saying, we have to recommend Mark Passio's What on Earth is Happening, the entire podcast, which is around 200 or 250 episodes. Seems like a lot, but I did it in three months, guys. Like, I think we can all do it. Like, right, I right. And he, yeah. I love Marpasio because he, he also offers this thing on his website, uh, whatonearthishappening.com. You can buy this hard drive from him, and he uploads it with all the best information that you could ever possibly ask. And again, to tie it with the idea of, um, again, throughout different cultures and religions, they say the same things. It's all about sound, frequency, connecting to God and nature. And again, this ties again with the whole Tartaria thing. Around the world, there are structures that look exactly the same, guys. It's Tartarian culture. They'll have them in South America, in China, in, in, in India, in, in India, in the Philippines. They're everywhere. And again, it's yeah. like, wait, wait a minute. How are these structures everywhere that look exactly the same? And again, this ties to the whole idea that there is this knowledge that was lost. We knew and we understood so much about this physical plane, but... It's been taken underground, it's been hidden, it's been besmirched, it's been just taken apart and to keep us from ascending because the people who are in control, they know that we are powerful and that we are divine and that we have the power to heal ourselves, to raise our consciousness, but they don't want that because once we do, they, they lose all control, they lose the foothold that they have over us. So again, the reason that I'm doing this podcast and connecting with people everywhere is to to leave this information for my daughter because right now she's a little girl, she's eight years old and I don't want to taint her mind with any of this seemingly dark and evil stuff, which is not, it's just truth. And it's just our, our subjective mind wants to 
put a, a tag or name on it, but it's just the truth. And so my aim is to learn as much as I can and to leave this information for my daughter or for others who are, you know, trying to to escape from the matrix and the new world order and all of these things. So as we come to a close, Harshita, um, again, we're going to do this again for sure. Um, is there any piece of information or something that you would like to share? Or how can people get in touch with you to to get some of these organized stones? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I'm synchronized369. And on Instagram, I'm synchronized underscore universe. I will share all the links with you. And uh, yeah. I think we should definitely do this again. This was an amazing conversation. Right. It flew and by. Yeah, I say we're only going to do 40 minutes, but again, I feel like when I have these conversations with people, I feel like I'm in church. I'm like in a place of raising my consciousness, connecting with like-minded people. And this is this is the goal, guys. We're not, again, I always say this in every show, we're not going to beat the New World Order with guns or plans or schemes. It's all about just walking away, uh, raising your consciousness, educating yourself, turning off the Wi-Fi, turning off the media, um, connecting with your family, yourself, meditating, all of these things which we know. We know we have the tools to create a, a paradise on earth, but again, we're being led by the worst among us, the least visionary, the least uh, people who are willing to actually make a change. And again, I'm so glad that there's people like Harshita out there. You're so smart, Harshita. I can tell you <laughs> you spend a lot of time on the internet just trying to figure shit out. And it's like, this is what we should be doing. And we've been so pacified to just want to go home and order shit off of Amazon and watch Netflix. And it's, again, bread and circuses, all just to keep us from becoming our best best version of ourselves. And um, I love what you brought to the show, Harshita. And I wish we had, like, a, a better way to uh, schedule this because I think we're, like, 10 hours apart, but um, 12 hours yeah, apart. Yeah, I think this works for me. Like, we can do this again. The yeah. same as good. Yeah, we could do it yeah. again at the same time on a Saturday because I work and all that. But uh, again, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your knowledge with us. Um, again, I want to do it with you. And guys, uh, I know she might have an accent, but you have to be willing to open your ears and and see that there's people out there who've, who've walked the path, who've looked, who've researched, who've lost loved ones who are actually, like, again, willing to accept that they've been wrong. And that's the thing Mark Passio says. People would much rather run 100 miles in the opposite direction than to admit that they could even possibly be wrong. And again, that's why I like psychedelics or uncomfortable places. Because once you're uncomfortable, your mind will start to generate ideas of why am I here? Why is this happening? How can I evade this? How can I transcend this? And this is that switch that needs to go off in your mind to get you to start questioning and to start pushing back and to kind of elevate your consciousness. So um, thank you again, Harshita, for coming on. Is there any anything that you want to leave the people with, some type of positive uh, information or something? Yeah, just thanks for creating this podcast because I think it's one of the best gifts you can leave for humanity and for your daughter. Yeah. Wish you the best. Thank you, Harshita. And uh, we're going to do this again for sure. Um, I, I love talking with people like you, especially people from a different culture. Um, I want to do another podcast and maybe get your sense of what people in India think of Bill Gates, because I'm sure I've seen several articles about how people in India uh, hate Bill Gates and they know that he's the one that's caused all uh, this treachery around the world. Yeah, they, there is a case going on against him. There is a few awakened people like us who've been fighting uh, few cases in the Supreme Court of India. But most of India 
are have followed for the Netflix propaganda film about Bill Gates. There's a film about it on Netflix. I can't remember what it was, but that was all most people had to watch to understand that you know there's a lot of good PR for him here. So people don't know who who he really is unless they've done their research. Sadly, but I have a whole another resource for people who are abroad who might be from India listening, and that's called Anarchy for Freedom. So they are the people who are actually fighting against uh, the old, at least raising awareness about what the new world order is and what's in place for us through CBDCs and what's coming. So that's another resource if you can plug that in. That'll be great. What is that source? So, Let me write it down. Yeah, it's called Anarchy for Freedom. So Anarchy for YouTube. Freedom. Yeah, Anarchy for Freedom. Okay, it's on Instagram? On YouTube. It's a YouTube channel and okay. he also is on Odyssey. A lot of uh, YouTube videos are being deleted. So I would say anyone listening, if you follow him on YouTube, follow him on Odyssey as well. Okay, great. Yeah, and guys, she also has another resource on Instagram. She created another page called Watch This, okay? Uh, it's just a yeah. bunch of videos of things that I've seen that, yes, have that some... It's seemingly hidden knowledge, but if you have the eyes to see and the ears to hear, you can pull a lot of uh, good information from here to help you wake up. Um, she has Gattaca, The Island, Fringe, Splice, Utopia, Dexter, um, Equilibrium. Yeah, a bunch yeah. of They Live. All these movies, they yeah. have that, that, that hint of like, wake up, dude, wake up. There's something going on here, and I love it. Um, Thank you, Harshita, for joining us and for taking the time. Uh, I know it's a little bit late where you're at, but um, thank you for sharing your knowledge and your information and for everything that you do. Thank you so much for having me. All Good right. Night. Guys, uh, that was Harshita. Again, thank you for uh, joining us on the show today. Please go check out the links below. It will be Synchronized Universe. It will be Anarchy for Freedom. It will be Conscious Research Network. All these great resources that Again, that's what I'm doing this. I'm doing it for y'all. Y'all go click on these links and don't believe me. Don't believe Harshita. Go for yourself and go look up these things and validate them for yourself. Question everything. So remember, know thyself, improve thyself, find the others, and then you'll know what to do. Peace. All right, guys. I hope y'all enjoyed my talk with Harshita. Sorry for not posting anything in the last, I think, two weeks. I've been kind of on a slump for some reason. I had actually recorded an outro a week ago, but um, I don't know. I was having like a downslope. I was like, part of me just wants to quit the podcast and be like, why, why am I wasting my time doing this, right? When I could actually be doing things in the real world and actually having a change and an impact with my neighbors. And part of me was just like, man, I'm going to quit the podcast if, I don't, if it doesn't grow, if I don't see people actually doing things in their life to change or actually, I don't know, just using something that they learn from the podcast itself and, and translate it or try to plant seeds into others. So I was just kind of like very sad and shit. But now <clears throat> I've watched a couple of movies that kind of made me turn around and just kind of motivated me to keep going. And I'm sharing this with y'all because... I feel a lot of times we feel like that in our lives. We're probably doing something and we kind of run out of steam or we kind of lose focus and life gets in the way and we kind of feel like quitting, right? And I've done that a lot with many things in my life. I've tried many side gigs and side projects and things that I've tried and aimed and I kind of just walk away from it. But I decided with this, I got to stick to it. You know, I'm around, I think, 60-ish some, something episodes, I think 65 
And um, I didn't ever think I'd get this far, but the movies I watched that kind of remotivated me were The Rookie, which is a movie with, uh, what's that guy's name? I forget, but it's The Rookie. It's a baseball movie. Um, and it's about this guy who was a art, well, no, he was a chem chemistry teacher. And he used to play baseball in his youth, and he was going to make it to the big leagues, but he got injured. And he got hurt, and he had to have surgery, and so he never actually got to make it to the to the national baseball team and so he goes and he works as a teacher and uh, he's coaching a baseball team and uh, they're losing right the team sucks and everything and and the the coach he he puts uh, like a challenge to them he's because they seen him pitch he can pitch the ball like super fast like almost 100 miles an hour which is super rare and they're trying to motivate him to like try out to, to try out for a team and maybe go to the big leagues but he's like very hesitant he just wants to not even try, you know, he's denying the hero's call, the, the call for, of adventure, of growing and stuff. And so he puts the challenge to his teams. He says, if y'all win the national, like the, I guess the league, the tournament that they had, he'd go and try out. And lo and behold, the fucking team turns it around and they win the whole goddamn thing. And then they kind of push the, the, the coach to go and try out and he tries out and he actually makes it. And there was a line in the movie, I kind of forgot it, I should have written it down. But it was something along the lines of, um, he finally makes it to the big leagues, right? And his wife's so proud, they actually go see him at the stadium and he's wearing the outfit. I think he played for the Dolphins or, or a, a Florida team, I don't remember. I was kind of high, but um, he makes it and shit. And then his wife, she's so proud of him and she tells him, I can't believe you made it. And he says something like... Uh, I always knew I had to. I could do this. I just had to push forward, or something like that, you know. And it just at the moment it kind of made me tear up because I was, you know, I wasn't during that slump that I don't even want to do the podcast anymore. So I was like, no, fuck it. You know what? You just gotta keep pushing forward. Stop being negative. Stop being a little bitch. You know, grab your nuts and just keep going forward. And so this is what I'm doing. And the other movie was I watched yesterday with my wife was um, Thirteen Lives, which is a great movie. It's um, it's about the, I don't know if y'all remember a couple of years ago in 2018, in uh, Thailand, a bunch of kids playing soccer went into a, a cave, and it started raining really bad, and it started flooding, and it just kept pushing them deeper and deeper into the cave, and they ended up going about 2,500 meters or 2,500 yeah meters into the cave, which like scubaing and swimming through took about six hours and there was these badass guys these scuba divers rescue divers who really wanted to go over there and help to to rescue the boys but the government and all the authorities kept telling them that, that no it's too dangerous but these guys they were like fuck it we don't care we're gonna go in we're gonna do this we're gonna get the job done and then again lo and behold these guys actually get to the kids and you know what? I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna tell you what happens. Just go watch the movie because it's fucking like goddamn the way that they figured out how to actually bring the kids out. Because you know how it would be impossible to have someone like a kid swim through there. They would get scared. They would start flailing. They'd start panicking, and they end up getting the rescuer and themselves killed. So that was another badass movie that just kind of motivated me again to just keep pushing forward and fuck whatever the obstacle may seem, you know, just keep going. And now I'm rambling. It's been about five minutes. But uh, uh, to close out the show, um, you know, we're talking to Harshita. She's all the way from India. 
and um, I'm sure y'all know I've said it so many times. My playlist on Spotify is mostly like ambience music or music from other other countries or other cultures, um, Middle Eastern sounding music, Indian music, and I really like this guy named Bach Ramji, and uh, this very Indian sounding song. It's called Dreamcatcher. And uh, I have this on my mushroom playlist, so whenever I do eat mushrooms and I uh, sit in silent darkness with headphones, I'll listen to this type of music and it really evokes some majestic mind. I can't even explain it. Just the most intense visual miniature movies that play in your head like a literal trip. I'll see the most abstract geometric figures forming and transforming in my mind in an empty void it's just really trippy but anyways i'm just rambling uh y'all go check out harshita her instagram uh she sells those organite structures that help eliminate the 5g waves and help protect you from all the negative waves that are going and flying around the air and disrupting your cycle and your rhythms so go check her out and without any further ado this is baramji dream catcher peace